Hold on a minute. You think you're going out just like that? Well, Johnny, it's, it's so very hot out tonight, and I just wanted to feel pretty. Yeah, you think I don't see what's going on here? I don't know what you're talking about. A practically see-through dress and that jonquil in your hair? Why, if I didn't know better, I'd say you was off to see a shadowman caller. Johnny, that's ridiculous. This dress is a hand-me-down from my sister. Now, maybe maybe if you had a better job, we could afford to buy nice clothes a for not this job. hot. A better job puts food full of GMOs on that table. You think I want to spend 50 years of my life working in that number station for $65 a month? Do you? Every time you come in yelling that guy. Damn, Bashar loves you, Bashar loves you. I say to myself how lucky dead people are, but I get up and I go to that job. Oh, Johnny, I don't care about your job. If Bashar was all I really cared about, I'd be long gone. As far as the system and lead lines could take me. Well, why don't you go on and ride them out of here? Why don't you go on and ride them all the way to Egypt? Johnny, you're talking crazy now. I'm gonna see a movie! My glass! Oopops! Johnny, you're an animal, and I don't want nothing to do with you! Hey, Thunder Sound! Hey, Thunder Sound! Drama! Rich drama! Sexual southern drama! Rich sexual tension and sweaty people! <laughs> sexual, sweaty, southern mystery! Uh, you have just enjoyed our Tennessee Williams opening. <laughs> well done, everybody. Thanks for sitting through that. <laughs> hey, this is Blurry Photos. I'm David Flora. And I'm David Stecco. What's going on, everybody? Hope oh, you're doing man. well. Hope it's not uh, hot enough to make you act like that where you yeah. are. Hope it's not hot as a cat on a... Well, wait, I screwed it up. <laughs> you get where I was going. I'm not even going to say it again. Uh, we got a, uh, a fun show, speaking oh, of hot. man. We got an awesome show. But before we get to that... Yeah, we're not ever going to get to it. I'm just kidding. We're going to get to it. I don't mean to toy with your emotions. Pulling at them like hot strings on a leg. <laughs> Good God. I wish you guys could know the, the number of like metaphors we went through... Uh, crafting that one up that didn't make the cut so <laughs> you're welcome for the editorial process yeah there's there's some good uh, play quotes that have cryptids and, and mystery in them that are, are just going to float out into the ether that's right uh stecco what'd you get up to this week oh man uh i had a lot of adventures um speaking of theater uh here in chicago we have an amazing small theater called uh a red orchid theater mm-hmm. they put on the best plays in chicago hands down I mean, sure, the Steppenwolf and the Goodman would take some umbrage to that, but um, among their ensemble members uh, is uh, the actor Michael Shannon. Heard who, of him? Uh, yeah, you might know him as the uh, the Prohibition officer in uh, Boardwalk Empire. He also played General Zod in this summer's Superman blockbuster. Boston. But I saw him in the play. It it was just amazing, hmm. and it was one of the the greatest theatrical experiences ever. It's it's a super small theater. I think it's like maybe 40 seats yeah yeah uh but just phenomenal uh and if you even live anywhere near chicago it's worth driving in uh the play that i saw was called simpatico it was written by sam shepherd sure and it is it was just so great uh but everything they do is amazing 
Um, wow. So if you live anywhere near Chicago or if you're visiting, it was hard to get tickets to this one because of obviously Michael Shannon being in it. Um, but usually it's it's easy to get tickets. They're not like idiot expensive. I think they're $20. And it's some of the finest theater you can find in Chicago. So nice. if you get a chance, please check them out. They're amazing. Awesome. Uh, I had a somewhat similar experience. Oh, really? I, I'm I, listening. I went to the Ren Fair. Oh, I couldn't go. I had work. I had, had work, work, and usually we team up on that thing. Yep, yep. So sadly, uh, uh, the blurry photos in its entirety did not make it out. Yeah, to, but to the Bristol. important parts did. The important parts <laughs> of of blurry photos did represent uh, our lifestyle. It was it was magnificent as usual. Mm-hmm. Lots uh, lots of fun stuff to see. Um, what was the malords to Milady's ratio? <laughs> I think it was high malords this oh, time. Oh, man. Uh, sadly enough, high malords. Real loin fest. <laughs> uh, a lot more armor than I saw, I saw last time. Oh, there were sweet. some full-on sets of, of armor uh, chinking around there. Oh, man. But uh, the show, shows were fun. Saw some new stuff. And uh, I, I fought the urge to buy something that, that I would never use. Uh, uh, don't or, fight those urges, dude. Or, <laughs> Submit. Or things that I would only use in case of like a zombie apocalypse. What was it? Tell me it was a mace. A, a scimitar. Oh. I just, I, I didn't have the cash in my purse. All right. It, All right. The, the, the coins were not in, in ye old bag of holding. Couldn't you have <laughs> just formed a, a merry, rollicking band of bandits and waylaid richer visitors in the in ye old parking lot probably forest. but they <laughs> they had black powder Ooh! i would never have been able to outrun that <laughs> nay good traveler nay <laughs> the peasantry is armed to the teeth my friend <laughs> your armor is not but paper to them <laughs> oh yes my lord yes my lord god save the military oh yes <laughs> and no. yonder sits a cop <laughs> <laughs> The constabularies. I wish I had gotten so much just so I could talk like that all day. Yeah, it it, uh, it would have helped. You know what? I'm doing it anyway tomorrow. <laughs> You're just going to go and show up. Nobody's yeah. there. That's probably Next the best podcast, time. we'll discuss how, where I need to work now that I'm unemployed. <laughs> um, I did, however, buy something that, that I, I would use. Ooh. And that, that being mustache wax. Oh, uh, you know what? Um, I don't know when the last time was we put like a bunch of new photos up, but mm. we're a year in. We need uh, new headshots. Yeah, new headshots. And mine, man, I, I look like uh, you look awesome. No, I, I I look like a droopy eyed walrus. False. No, that mustache wax was a really great investment, and the picture you sent of me oh, was legit. That one, sure, but I'm talking about the one that's up on our site right now. I I, oh, yeah. I wasn't even shaved. We we're just like, uh, you want you want to take some pictures? Well, I, I guess we should. Uh, and I was growing out my uh, facial hair so I could play Sam Elliott in a video. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It doesn't matter because we looked so hot. Like that. If there's one thing we get, I mean, it's like, oh my god, you guys are so hot. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, let's. Uh, that, that's what I did. That's yep. what we did. Uh, I hope hope you had a uh, as entertaining a week. But now, let's... let's talk about what all of us are going to do for the next hour. That's right. Uh, get out your camels. <laughs> get out your camels. <laughs> That's right, kids. <laughs> it's that time. 
<laughs> We're going to the great uh, land of ancient Egypt. Yep, ancient Egypt. Ancient. And this episode, we are going to be talking about the Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. The, the famous. Akhenaten. Akhenaten. Who... Is he Scottish? Akhenaten. He is now. He is awesome. He is my new favorite Pharaoh. <laughs> now, uh, just right off the bat, this is a, a just to kind of put some context in here. The father of Tutankhamun. Yeah. So just so you know that a lot of focus on old King Tut, mostly because his his uh, his burial chamber was intact. That's, right. He's not famous for like enacting amazing legislature. Right. He was not like good at his job in any hormone laced right. legislature. Yeah. He was not like the greatest ruler. The reason why he's famous is just because we we, we were know, able to we learn the most about him. Mm-hmm. He was, his his uh, burial chamber was un, uh, undesecrated. But his dad, what? Yeah. Who was this dude? Let's, and that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. We're going to talk, talk about who Akhenaten was, how he was different, mm-hmm. like what all kinds of things what that made he him did. special. And what are some conspiracies or myths that are floating around about him? You have no idea how many turds are floating in this toilet bowl. <laughs> I mean, you really, you, you don't know. I, I, this is, I am so excited, Flora, that you, you brought this up last week. I It's something I hadn't a, heard of, and this thing is so jam-packed but crazy. Oh, man. You know what's fun about this one is because Egyptian history is just so thick, yep. and there's so many doors to open, there's so many rabbit holes to just fall down. So and, many buckets to stick your dick in. Right. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That's one layer of it, but then the the crazy that that people have gotten into with this dude yeah. in particular just adds in a whole new layer that's probably made of pudding or oh some kind God. of ice cream. It, it's like a crazy onion because we could have done easily this whole podcast on the hard factual history sure. of this guy of the Pharaoh on Kenaton. Yeah. Without any, we we didn't have to go down a single weird alleyway on this. Right. Oh, but we're gonna. Yeah. We That's will. what you mean to us. Because it's blurry photos. That's right. That's what we do. We'll, we'll give you some history. Don't yeah. worry about that. You'll get some facts up in your face and your, in your mouth. Yeah, I hope you brush your teeth because those facts are going to make out with you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, facts. I, I've got beer breath. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about who this dude was. All right, let's kick this off. Akhenaten was a pharaoh of the 18th dynasty of Egypt reigning around 1351 to 1334 BCE. Yep. Now, those dates, a little bit malleable. You know, yep. we're, we're, we're kind of dealing in give or takes here. Yeah. Around, you know, when, when you get into uh, this far back in ancient history. He was called the Heretic King, and we'll get into why. Oh, man. Bit. That was the least of the things this dude was called. He was the son of Amenhotep III, and Chief Queen T. It's spelled like T-I-Y-E, but it's pronounced T. Yeah, it's spelled like T-I-E, yeah. but T is the correct. Uh, older brother was Tutmos, who died young, leaving him in line to succeed his father for the throne. And he was originally named Amenhotep IV. Yep, he was the uh, the guy who carried the family, family name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tutmos was actually made the head priest in Thebes. Yep. It, was a, it was a pretty big deal. He was doing well for himself. Till he caught a case of the death. <laughs> a pretty severe yeah, case. Yeah, pretty, pretty severe case. So Amenhotep IV, a.k.a. Akhenaten, when he was born, uh, Egypt was at the peak of its imperial glory. 
up up to that point. Yep. It was rich, it was powerful, it was secure. And uh, as a boy, he and the family lived in Thebes, which was the religious center for the god Amun at the time. <laughs> Another way of, of saying that would be Amun-Ra. Yep, because that was the Egyptian pantheon encompassed hundreds of gods. Yeah, and, some big ones, mostly little ones. And Exactly, and uh, uh, Ankhenaten's father worshipped sort of a, a hybrid god, uh, the, the god of Amun, uh, combined with Ra the sun. Yeah. Um, so there was, and, and it was actually uh, Ankhenaten's father who established the deity of the sun. He, he made this grand proclamation um, that said, oh, guess what else is a god? You know, onto the, the, the scroll. Sun disc. Yeah, the sun disk is also a god. So he had this sort of hybridized god that he prayed to. Right. And at that time, religion was business, and business was good. <laughs> Dramatic guitar. (laughs) Well played. As a business, uh, religion was big with uh, priests. You had the the priest class almost, you know, of of, of people. They had their jobs doing religious uh, ceremonies. uh, You had the wood carvers. You had sculptors, all kinds of artisans doing uh, just the religious stuff, scarab makers. If prostitution is the world's oldest profession, right on its heels is priest. Right. Those are the, the, the right right behind it. Licking the chops of prostitution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, by all accounts, Akhenaten slash Amenhotep IV was uh, sort of an outcast with his family. Everybody except his mom, Queen right. T. Everybody kind of uh, shunned him, uh, and it was only his mother that favored him, really. And this was maybe because he was kind of misshapen. Yeah, he was he was not like the other kids. No, he, he kind of had a long face. He had spindly fingers and toes. He had a skinny neck and uh, skinny arms. He had fat thighs, a pot belly, and uh, maybe even an elongated skull. Yeah, there's some discussion that he had a, a misshapen skull that was, not to get too far ahead of it, but... A genetic disorder that that others in his line carried. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and again, not to get too far ahead of it, but there there could have been at the time a fad of binding the head mm-hmm. so that it, it became elongated. And sounds weird now, but could this was a, a big deal. Back could have then. been a cart horse thing. Um, yeah. If he was born with this deformity, and then others were like, "Well, let's let's get in good with the pharaoh, wrap them skulls." But this was uh, skull wrapping to elongate skulls happening all over the planet. Right, actually, yeah, it, very common in uh, South America. At this South time. America had it. Uh, there, there were many, many cultures that that picked this up at one point or another, uh, which is weird. And we we probably will touch on that again. I'm sure in future episodes. But he was kept out of the ceremonies basically because uh, he was he was the weird kid. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the worst part. They're like, no, yeah, I don't like the look of this one. Yeah, put him in the attic, get him a bucket of fish heads, and no, we'll, yeah, we'll no, no church for you. <laughs> uh, so he he did not get to attend any of these you know, lavish rituals, ceremonies, festivals, all the stuff that that his family was getting to go to, including Tutmos. So he didn't really develop that connection with the gods of of his uh, people. No. No, he was always he was very separated from that. Yeah, about the way he looked, some researchers uh, say that he suffered from what's called Marfan syndrome, which basically uh, the 
effects of which are all the things that we just described. Yeah, long, long bones. Uh, ultimately, you die of, of congestive heart failure, of heart disease. Your heart can't keep up with that. Um, it's also a thought that maybe uh, were it not for a case of bullet in the heading, that uh, President Abraham Lincoln may have also had Marfan syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a few people throughout history, and uh, it's genetic, so mm-hmm. so that meant that uh, he could have passed it on to his um, progeny, had a 50-50 chance, I think, of passing that on, and we might get into that a little bit later. Yeah. He ascended the throne in 1352, when he was just a teenager. This is after Tutmos had, had kicked it, and uh, Amenhotep III had kicked it, it being the bucket. Yep. And he married... Queen Nefertiti. Ever heard of her? She sounds familiar. I may have dated her. Yeah, uh, that is who he made his chief queen. Uh, he also had a secondary wife whose name was Kia. And uh, he also had a couple of other consorts because when you're Pharaoh, uh, it's good to be the Pharaoh. You do it has you do it. Now, another interesting, you know, one of his, uh, his other consorts was actually the uh, daughter of the king of Babylon. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he liked. I liked international ladies too. Yeah, he's getting getting those ties in there, strengthening the uh, yep. state. <laughs> I don't know how that strengthens anything. Well, I got a wife, but uh, hey, kick a daughter over here. I uh, yeah, I throw a little. Uh, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Five years into his reign, he and and uh, again, we're giving you the the quick and dirty edition of of his uh, history. We're going to go into some detail here in a minute, yeah. but. Five years into his reign, he changes his name to Akhenaten, which yeah. means living spirit of Screw Aten. you, Dad. I'm my own man. He moves to the city of Akhetaten, which is now called Amarna, which henceforth I'm going to be referring to as Amarna. Yeah, thank you. And he reigned for about ten more years, during which time he had around eight children, including Tutankhaten, uh, later called Tutankhamun who we mentioned before. Yep. You're keeping up. Don't worry about it. And uh, Akhenaten died somewhere around 1334 BCE. Again, give or take. Uh, Cause of death, laser blast. Cause of death, actually unknown, but laser blast leads the... (laughs) It's on the list. (laughs) The field. Uh, His tomb was found in the Valley of the Kings. They're more sure than, than not that the tomb that they found was him. And I think even DNA testing has been done... With with the the body that they found and uh, Tutankhamun's body, which they do have, and they know who who that was, yeah, and they they got a match on there, so they're pretty sure that the one they found in uh, 1907 in the Valley of the Kings was Akhenaten's uh, mummy, and they and they also determined that because the the quote unquote mummy that they found was actually just a kind of a, a collection of of disarticulated bones just kind of it's kind of a box of, of random parts <laughs> yeah um but some assembly required yeah but the things that they did notice uh, the the skull was very long um it had a very prominent chin mm-hmm. um and again what we discussed the uh, uh, clearly was a, a the 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 long bones of the limbs were very uh, long um <laughs> They're technically called the long bones, the the, okay. the, the femur and the, the humerus. It's still funny to hear. Um, anyway, the, the, the long fem- bones are technically long. Damn it! <laughs> the femur and the humerus you- were exceptionally long and light. They were there's a, a not a, a, an inordinate amount of bone density to them. So he could fly. Yep. <laughs> Hollow bones. And he also had uh, they they found some wide hips. Yep. Indicative of his childbirthing. Just kidding. He didn't. 
Or did he? <gasps> Later. Uh, Dramatic guitar. God, Boy, we're getting some miles out of that one. I love that. <laughs> I feel like we should be making money every time I say it. <laughs> uh, so that that's the uh, that's the dirty history. Why are we telling you about him? Yeah, Stecco. Why why are we blab blabbing about uh, some pharaoh that's the dad of Tutankhamun? Oh, that's nice, but because we want attention so much. True. Just want anyone to listen. No, that's not it. Okay, that's that's like that's, the big that's, it. that's like the big meta reason. But specifically today, <laughs> historically, yep, he's most famous for throwing out traditional Egyptian polytheism yeah. and instituting worship of a single entity, the Aten, which, as we mentioned, was the sun disk. And and to put this in context, the Egyptian religious landscape was for the most part unchanged. For about 2,000 years. Yep. I mean, like, that was just how things operated. Yep. So, I mean, it is, it is, it's like the Pope who has only existed for uh, a paltry 1,500 years. Mm-hmm. Suddenly saying. Yeah. Oh, guess what? Spaghetti monster is the way we're going with this now. <laughs> or uh, here's, here's uh, the, 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 just the original <laughs> Justice League are all gods. None of those like later editions and certainly not Jan and Jace. Those are like angels. They're like, but, but the justice league in in its initial (laughs) flash is like Mercury. Right. That's the thing. Like it, it's a huge, huge thing that he just was like, Hey, guess what? You know that religion? Well, it's different now. Yeah. You're, you're wrong. Here's the right way to do it. Well, here's the thing. This would make him a very early proponent. Some might say the first, of monotheism, or possibly henotheism, which is w- one main god, maybe a few little deities running around here and there. Yeah, I love that. I had not actually run across henotheism before we uh, before I started doing the research on this, and I love the idea of a religion, a religious system that says, "Hey, this is our god. Maybe he's not the only god on the block. Maybe yeah. y'all got your gods, but this is our god, and he takes care of us." So that, that I. Haven't run across that before. Yeah, yeah. he's like, uh, you want help finding that remote control? Pray to this dude. Right. But overall, this is the guy you're going to be. Yeah, and I and I mean, here we are in our in our future time, sending rockets into orbit, and and our gods are a lot less accepting. <laughs> Pretty close minded. Yeah. Legend has it that one day, Amenhotep the Fourth, same dude, had a vision of a sun disk between two mountains and felt guided by the one god, Aten, to build a city in such a place. This ended up being Akhetaten, or Amarna, Amarna. as I said, which means uh, horizon of the Aten. And this was around 1346. Now, the further cement this, at the time, the glyph used for the word horizon was a sun setting into a cleft. Mm -hmm. And so he just was like, oh, well, that's it. Boom. Thanks message from from the one true God. It'd be funny if like there was a courier who like was running by and a little clay tablet just flew out of his camel sack and smacked uh, Akhenaten in the face. And, and the last thing he saw was just that glyph coming at him. I don't know. That's that's how you you debunk stuff, right? <laughs> Couriers, couriers, scourge of history. <laughs> Always ucking up people's shit. <laughs> oh, couriers. So, like we said, in his fifth year, he moved his family and the entire religious center 
of the Egyptian Empire, some 400 kilometers or 250 miles north from Thebes up the Nile and built a city from scratch dedicated to a single deity going against 2,000 years of tradition. Tradition. Egyptian tradition. <laughs> Egyptian tradition. Tradition. <laughs> Egyptian tradition. Oh, God. <laughs> you have made me the pharaoh of a great nation. But, but it's no great honor either. <laughs> <laughs> if I were a rich pharaoh. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so he changed his name to Akhenaten. Because, uh, like we said, he never felt connected to those old gods. Amun. You know, Amun-Ra, all those, the the little mini-gods running around. But here, here's the thing, like, it reading it, you can track that. It makes some sense. Like, oh, yeah, he wasn't really allowed in the temple. He's not connected to those gods. So when he comes into power, he's like, oh, let me do my own thing. No one does this. No. Absolutely no one who's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I grew up Catholic, so I don't really. I am now the king of the Jews, <laughs> and their god is now named Daniel. Like, no one does that. No one, like, just, just invents their whole religion because they can. Yeah. That's a hell of a maneuver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the annexation of uh, Amarna. Right. <laughs> Flea flicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just established... It, it's, it, it just goes far beyond uh, a person who felt excluded from a religion. This is, this is a maneuver far in excess of that. Amarna is thought to have had one of, if not the largest street... In the ancient world. Used mostly for drag racing. <laughs> yeah, chariot drag racing. <laughs> Put a parachute on, on that drift. camel. <laughs> <laughs> Over one section of the road, there was a bridge, which... Wait, 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 wait. The Fast and the Phoenician? Is that too far? It's close. All right, close. sorry. Keep going. The Fast and the Pharaohs? Again, it's again. Closer. It's closer. You, there, you got closer. There's something there. Yeah. No, no, you know, just keep listening. We're going to work on this for another 45 minutes. You're going to like it. It's going to be really worth it. <laughs> so over, over one section of the road, there was this bridge, which Akhenaten and Nefertiti would appear on, and they would toss gold ornaments and gifts down to their adoring fans or the public. Legit? Yeah, not bad. I hope the bridge wasn't too high, because that's still gold. <laughs> yeah, it's heavy, man. It's heavy, but soft. Uh <laughs> At its height, uh, Amarna apparently had around 10,000 people. So that's a pretty legit town. Yeah, that's like a, like a boom town. <sighs> Focus on the Aten caused people to live in the open sun a lot. They got burned. <laughs> Melanoma it, went through the roof. It was, it was hot. It didn't sit well with uh, many people. Yeah, your God is so uncomfortable. And also, it's it's like very dry here. Do you have do you have any lotions? Can I get the chad stick? Oh, Just for a second. Nah, I would give anything to worship one of the other gods that like lives in shadow or shade of maybe in a cave, <laughs> worshiping the temple or something. <laughs> no, no, this is great. All praise up, oh, super sun, those time-traveling Germans. Yeah. They're everywhere, man. Maybe they're the men in black. They're every when. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God we're going to get through this podcast. But I'd like to point out, 
unlike a, a recent numbers, we are we are going to stay above ninety five percent here. Yeah, yeah, we're we're a little more focused. Yep. Electric cars are weird, right? <laughs> Sorry. So people didn't really, you know, like being in the sun when they were already in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As a matter of fact, they'd almost built their entire culture and life about staying out of it. So like we said, Akhenaten was tolerant of the old religion at first. He he let, you know, some of the other uh, deities be worshipped and yeah. let people do some of that junk. But uh, he gradually sought to repress it more and more. He wanted the one god, the Aten, he wanted that to become the end-all be-all. And it kind of upset a lot of people, you know, who made their living from religion. Right. Like we said, the a lot priests, of money. the artists, the woodcarvers, all that stuff. Here's I would a, think the carvers would be okay. Because if anything, it's boom time for carving. Because you've got to make all new carvings. You've got to remove the old carvings. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I Maybe they just... Because one other thing, and this is important, is that uh, depictions of Ankenaten, he changed a lot of the established artistic aesthetic the art style was changed dramatically yeah like instantly he demanded the new the new style known now as the amarna period Mm -hmm. Uh, sculptures reliefs portraits they all showed the royal family in slice of life scenes which was different from the norm and they also showed them in all their unflattering glory Meaning they showed oddly shaped uh, bodies or just, you know, curves and not like the ideal muscular pharaoh is better than everyone and the perfect being. Ankenaten let his freak flag fly. He's like, this is my body and I'm proud of it. Yeah. Real pharaohs have curves, y'all. It showed how they aged. It showed uh, a bit of androgyny with Mm -hmm. Akhenaten. Yeah, there's lots of mention that that he had uh, uh, breasts or breast-like structures. There, um, the, the the rounding of the hips, like a lot of a lot of things that were. I mean, you and you see plenty of, of, of sculptures. Just just not even trying to, you'll see plenty of these these stone sculptures just on TV or whatever, and they're just these ripped dudes. You know, yeah. like it was about like power and and, and physique. And Ankenaten's like, no, I eat a little too much. Just put it in there. It's all me. You got to love me. I like me some hippo bites. Maybe I overindulge, but I'm the pharaoh. I can. I'm worth it. Oh, by the way, that old gods is over. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, way, y'all heard of Aten? Uh, all them, all them minor deities. Y'all mm-hmm. should leave. Y'all should leave. Y'all should get out. Oh, I'm gonna have some hippo fat on on there tonight. Mm, I mm. like to treat myself. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, it, we don't know if if that was the pharaoh's orders to show uh, things as they were, or if it may have been. Just a new batch of artists that were coming into the scene. It's a new town. Uh, they could have gotten some, you know, the uh, some newbies in there. There's like an Egyptian Andy Warhol. He's got like a bunch of his friends. He's like, no, what we're gonna do is like redefine art. Instead of being what you want to see, it's what you are seeing. Do you understand that? We're gonna get real with it. Starting with that Ankenaten and his giant fleshy thigh. <laughs> Yeah, he did a, a series of like four multicolored thigh paintings. <laughs> <laughs> they had the Egyptian Salvador Dali, and he <laughs> just painted a bunch of melting camels. Yeah, this sarcophagus just warped over the side. <laughs> yeah, so it, it could have been just people that weren't trained in you know the the two thousand year old tradition of how things have been done. 
That's that's one theory. Or beaten out of it, <laughs> beaten until they stop doing it. I mean, yeah. you know, there's it's what, what, what's important is that not only religious uh, uh, change was afoot for for everyone, but culturally, like the, he just man, did he mess up the machine? Yeah. He switched out all the parts and replaced them with like bananas. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, in uh, the rest of Egypt, apparently conditions kind of gradually worsened around yep. the country. Uh, his apparent apparent now neglect for foreign policy caused Egyptian territories to be lost and relations to sour. Now, I don't I don't know that many were lost. Maybe one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But depending on, on who you, you read this from, he ignored what was going on outside of Egypt to concentrate more on internal affairs, uh, in particular Amarna, setting up this new you know religion of the Aten. Which was a problem because at the same time, and you, you'll hear these guys all the time in the Bible, but the Hittites were a big deal. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they were kind of on an expansionist binge, and they were threatening to destabilize the entire Middle East with this. They were attacking allies of the Egyptians. And this was one of those things that he was kind of aware of. But war is not my thing, man. I got this new religion I'm working on. Yeah. And and that's that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Now, this whole thing comes about because of the discovery of what's called the Amarna Letters. This was a cache of uh, diplomatic uh, just information, basically, that, that they found intact which shows some communications that were had from these outposts and these outlying right. regions and territories sending in asking for money and for help and for military and all this stuff that I mean they're guessing they went unanswered just because of I, I think what happened eventually to those outlying uh, territories but a lot of people take that as Akhenaten was completely either oblivious or uncaring towards towards yeah. what was going on. Some people say, though, that maybe he was just trying a diplomatic route as opposed to a militaristic one with these skirmishes and, and the, the trouble that was going on. Yeah, he was getting uh, these these letters regularly from his uh, from from lesser states, you know, on the on the periphery of the the, the kingdom. Yeah. Um, but at the time, I mean, he was he was attempting the, the same uh, political strategy that uh, several empires and nations have tried since of, of appeasement. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, if I if I let if I'm just cool, these weren't huge cities or towns to me. So you know, let them take them. Maybe they'll stop. But uh, as our friend Winston Churchill so clearly said, uh, appeasement is the policy of feeding your friends to an alligator in the hopes that the alligator eats you last. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, uh, in in the zombie apocalypse, trip somebody. Right. Or yeah. run faster. <laughs> and and so, and then that was the thing is that, you know, uh, I think that's a perspective that someone who was born at the top, at the height of power of a very old empire, couldn't understand is the hunger. Yeah. You know, when you're born with everything, you don't, you know, I don't think, I don't think they have a good concept of, of that expansionist need to, to take. And so by seeding these lesser cities, all they do is paint a target on the next thing up the food chain. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's obviously hindsight by, you know, thirty five hundred years. But <laughs> but nonetheless, I mean it's it's an important thing that these guys missed. Yeah. That they that they didn't understand in how things were happening. And again, that's a a, a little bit conjecture, uh, a little bit theory, 
you know, kind of trying to piece together what we know did well, happen I mean, I, afterwards. I've had two beers, so I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Nobody's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on with Nefertiti during all this? Well, apparently mm. she disappeared. Nefertiti. Apparently she disappeared uh, a year or so before his death. Yeah. Uh, assumed to be dead, but uh, it's not crystal clear what happened to her. And it was it was right up to it because they were even uh, they found uh, in 2012 a carving that mentions uh, Ankenaten and Nefertiti. Yeah. Everybody's alive. Everybody's happy. Within a year of his death. Yeah. And he died around 1334 BCE, mm-hmm. give or take a year or two. Uh, that was the 17th year of his reign. Uh, and again, it's not known how he died. It, it could have been uh, a, a cat tornado, a catnado. Which they killed a lot of people back then. It was before we got the catnado Skynet. Right. To blast catnados <laughs> out of the desert. <laughs> Too many people were lost to catnados. Uh, his Aten cult, the cult of the sun disc, kind of fell out of favor as right. his successors disassembled his temples and desecrated his images to strike him from the record books. Foreshadowing when your new state religion is actually referred to as a cult. There is an expiration date on that bad boy. Well, you know, the, what's funny is they refer to the worship of Amun, which was which mm-hmm. pre- predated his, his Aten cult. As the cult of Amun. So I, it, it's kind of like everybody's founding pantheons and they're all waiting until they get enough faith points to where they can buy uh, a religion. Le- legitimacy? Yeah. Well, yeah, his dad promoted the sun. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, it, maybe, you know what? It was clearly an old and somewhat complex system and you couldn't just show up there doing what you wanted. No, there were there were rules. There's a way There's a way to make something a god. And, and Ankenaten despite knowing better, ignored that. <laughs> yeah. He really tried to shove that uh, square peg. He's really just bad manners is what it comes down to. <laughs> so so uh, the worship of Amun and the polytheistic uh, uh, pantheon gradually returned. Everything was back to old uh, yeah. Egyptian tradition. Tradition. And it didn't take long. Like They, they, they were pretty workmanlike about... Getting rid of his tradition. Tradition. Oh, man. Egyptian tradition. <laughs> God who made this sun and the moon. You who said I have to die soon. That works. <laughs> Is this sun? Oh, wait, wait. I got it. I got it. Just because my birth name was a moon. <laughs> Man, we're really getting into musical theater here. Also, oh, I'm really terrible. proud of my Tevye. I didn't realize that was pretty solid. You should go with that. <laughs> Put that in the old pocket. Yeah. Well, he comes out. He gets, he gets, old Tevye gets some drinks in him. You go hear him. Uh, um, but so yeah, they 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 were people were in a, a pretty good hurry to get back to the old ways of doing business. And you know one thing I did find, and which we are going to get into, in the crazier areas of the internet, people disregard the fact that that once he was gone, people reverted to like, oh, he changed their religion forever. 
he he declared what would be and it was done for eternity did you you found that yeah oh like two or three places I just I found a bunch of stuff where it was just like people were so pissed they they scratch his name out of his sarcophagus they, yeah they had to hide his mummy like in a fake yeah. tomb tomb I like that they were they mentioned that um so in his rise to power when he declared uh the new the new god <laughs> I just like to imagine like like a cartoon like all these really tired stone workers and they drag their tools in and they gotta go into the their father's burial chamber and chisel out all the references to the old god and chisel in the references <laughs> to the new god <sighs> and they truck out and then then Ankenaten dies <laughs> they gotta run back in and chisel the name old names back in and get rid of it <laughs> and then one of them goes eh, it's, it's a, a living. living. <laughs> Well, you know what? We we've we've teased you enough. Let's get into some of these fringe yeah. theories. I do want to point out that I once again that it was the stone workers who really came out ahead. A lot of job security yeah. <laughs> during this time. Yeah. If you knew, if you knew how to work a stone, yeah. you were going to get uh, uh, some food on your Oh camera. man. Now let's let's get into uh yeah. Let's just, just turn let's, this gra- let me grab the crazy dial with both hands and slowly ratchet it up. Faster. Faster. <laughs> All right. Let's start with sort of crazy. All right, sort sort of crazy. He was a she. Ooh, ooh. May have been a woman or yeah. even uh, Nefertiti in disguise. Yeah, which explains the hips. Those hips don't lie. No, nope. it explains the breasts. It's starting to feel it now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Shakira, mm. where are you? She is a songstress for the ages. Loveless siren that is <laughs> Shakira. Shakira! Hey, Shakira! <laughs> oh, God. Boy, let's hope that that's not going to be yeah. going forward. <laughs> I I like to imagine that every apartment around mine just like looked up to like, what the f*** was that? But then, and then, like, like, and then somebody was like, no, he said Shakira. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. makes uh, sense. Yeah, okay, I understand. Yeah. So uh, this theory seems unlikely. It's it's been uh, uh, thrown up in the air and then summarily shot out of the air uh, in recent years. It's it's just a little complex to achieve, although it's not unheard of because Queen Hatshepsut uh, did it apparently. Well, yeah, well, the, the, but the the thing is, that I don't understand the necessity of it. Yeah, why? Because there were female pharaohs. So why would he? Yeah, it just doesn't. She? It doesn't seem required now. Uh, I mean, and I'm sure I didn't. I didn't see this anywhere, but I mean, I guess there's a case to be made for some sort of uh, hermaphrodism, maybe. And they were like, "Well, we'll call him a man because that's a little easier on us." But that that does pop up here and there. Yeah, that does not surprise me. But it just doesn't. It doesn't seem necessary for someone to uh, Mrs. Doubtfire this situation. <laughs> yeah, you uh, it, it, it was a reverse Doubtfire, I think. <laughs> but um, it was a fired out. Yeah, a fired out. All right, all right, all okay. right. Well, let's let's move on a little yeah. bit. Let's climb the ladder some, and, and that and that can be filed under. Um, again, um, clearly there was something he was he would definitely. Everyone just says he was very different from everyone else. There was a lot of of uh, physical differences yeah. in this guy that could be explained by genetic anomaly or things like that. But you know, okay, moving on out of the realm of of medical science. Yeah. Well, what if this guy was actually the famous? Moses. Oh, yeah. Moses. Yep. This is the guy who led the believers out of Egypt. Moses. Yeah. What about what about that? That he he banned all other idols. 
he may have dealt with a plague at some point in, mm-hmm. in the uh, Pharisee. He moved people to a new city to worship one god. He he predates other all the other monotheistic religions. Mm-hmm. He had uh, there were commandments that were similar to the famous ten that Ew. you know and love that were uh, in the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Finally uh, narrowed down to one by Bill and Ted. <laughs> that being be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. But uh, man, I wish that movie would come true. <laughs> Wild stallions. This one's interesting. I, yeah. I, I'll give it points for being like, well, you pulled that one out of your ass. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? I, I'll say this. I don't think he was Moses. However, I can see how this, this one man made a huge change. And if there's one thing that we've learned, even, even in the last 200 years, I mean, look at, look at uh, the, the, the Mormon religion. Um, one, just look at it. Look at it. Look what you did. No, uh, one guy has an idea. He promotes it. And Joseph it... Smith, don't f*** <laughs> the baby. Joseph Smith, don't f*** the baby. <laughs> that was a great musical. Um, but the the point being that like it, it is in, in the realm of, of religious belief, one man can have a very profound and very long lasting effect. Oh yeah. Even if it's not necessarily changing the world overnight, but uh, to my mind, it's not impossible that perhaps uh, Ankenaten was the, uh, the inspiration for a Moses like character or, or, or there was some um, changing over time of his, his religious system that, that maybe was the seed from which maybe some of these other religious systems grow, which I'm sure is exceedingly offensive to all of them because everything that for the Jewish faith or the, the Muslim faith or the Christian faith, everything came straight from God and no way there's some Egyptian at the root of it. That's offensive. Blah. Well, I'll tell you what. Sorry, history maybe, happened. Maybe adding on to, because to me, uh, yeah, I don't I don't believe that this, this one, this one's a stretch. Yeah. Uh, but... To add to what you were you were saying, the the Moses story can be traced back to Akkadian folklore. Hello, hey, hello, Sumer- Sumeria, hey. man. If if you want to get down to the bottom of of the old tree of knowledge, get go go back to Sumeria. Yeah, they got everything, and we'll cover a lot of that in our Zoroastrianism episode Ooh, someday. I like the sniff of that. Anyway, Moses probably. Yeah, let's 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 move on from there. Uh well okay let's let's go on and climb climb one more rung here, Dave shall I shall I light this cheese on fire for you <laughs> please I don't know why I even asked I like and my cheese burnt I was already I already, <laughs> I'm already had the, it the bick right next to it and uh and let's let's shave off some lamb for this uh this euro that we're gonna shove in our mouths wow called complex metaphor okay are you ready yeah. Everybody got your comb and your gel out. And- oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Let me grab my crappy suit that I got from a dumpster. Let me just comb any scientific uh, credibility I had out of my hair. Let me just down a half bottle of Uza and choke out the phrase Opa at the end. <coughs> Opa. Uh. All right. Aliens. Was Akhenaten an alien? Well, he did look different, so he was probably from another planet. He had an elongated head, dude. He had almondish eyes, according to the sculptures. Long, spindly fingers, toes. 
came from a disc of light in the sky, shook up tradition. Come on, man. Dude, he bred with humans. Isn't that what they're doing today? <laughs> but we can't, we can't breed with chimpanzees. And they're like, right there. Believe me, I've tried. I'll, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, gross. I'll tell you what. If your argument is that he bred with, with humans... I, I I don't know. I, what what do we know about? I mean, have you studied a, a, a gray's ha- happy parts? Do you know what what happens with a with a human and a gray? Pursuant to section subsection two, article three, paragraph seven of the NSA report, I am no longer required to answer any of your questions regarding my field of research. You lost me at pursuant. So, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> really, though, I mean. I mean, that, uh, his children were were elongated skulls. They they had the pot bellies. I mean, according to some of those reliefs, they they look pretty alien too, bro. Dude, he didn't look like an alien. I I you know just... what he he was the hybrid. Actually, it was it would have been uh, his dad banging an alien woman. No, opposite. Whoa, the aliens came down from the old Otten and and knocked up. Queen T. Oh, which uh, no, which you, you you might say that they teed off. Oh, nice. Now Four. I I hate what I'm about to say, but it is actually written that Amon Hoptep the third uh, actually wrote out how he was conceived. In that a god visited his mother. He is not the child of his quote unquote father. He is the child of his mother having slept with a god who took the form of a man. Rut row. Now that was done because what better thing can what better story can you say than that I am the direct son of a god? That is the reasoning behind these kinds of stories that which many of the pharaohs employed. It doesn't necessarily hurt the alien theory, but for crying out loud, can't he just be weird on his own? Can't he just have a genetic disorder? I mean, can't Dude, dude, dude. So exhausting. Oh, my God. But no, no, no. But dude. (laughs) Seriously, I just need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. Look me in the eye and listen. I'm serious this time. Okay. (laughs) That's just such an exhausting. But you know what? Okay, let's keep keep looking at the aliens thing. Um, Morphologically dissimilar. He instantly converted everyone to celestial worship. Love and light. Yep. And uh, he wanted everyone looking like like Jack Horkheimer, the star hustler, rest in peace. Pour out a little for my homie. He wanted to keep the Egyptian people looking to the stars. <laughs> Did you ever watch the, the star hustler? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I love Jack yeah. Horkheimer. Sorely missed. Right, a man who loved astronomy <laughs> and men. It was a good impression. Okay, okay. I'm I'm done playing devil's advocate for <laughs> well. Why did he fail so much? Right. If he's an advanced being or, you know, half an advanced being. I saw Stargate. They ruled that shit instantly. Is is he not getting getting any reinforcements coming down, you know, when yeah. shit's going south? Why not fly in on one of those fucking uh, jet scarabs that they have? Yeah. Blow up some shit. 
it's get his blaster poles going and yeah why why doesn't he put on a helmet that has Anubis's head on it so cool seriously like why if if his whole thing was to infiltrate and and change everything it all fell apart pretty quick yeah it was he did not do a good enough job he was bad at his job now and what is it is they like one seed that's all we need and then we're gone. You can take care of the rest. Bye. Right. Or, or, and I know that there's a listener going, Bye. what if, what if he, his ship crashed and he was abandoned, he was alone oh, in the world. Sexy. Which is, yeah. So like. And then what, they built the Great Pyramid over it to cover it up. That's like saying, I'm that's an alien. I crash landed in the United States. I'm terrified. I don't know the people. I don't know what's going on. So I'm probably going to become president. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to try to become the ruler of the empire and then to, just to keep people from staring at me, overthrow everything else. That's, that's a great point. Like, yeah, keep a really low profile. Yeah. Listen, I just, I just got to hold out until they realize I'm gone. They'll send a rescue party. In the meantime... Look upon me, people of Earth. Bow down. Yeah, yeah, without a laser gun, that's a tough sell. Huh, well, anyway, that's aliens for you. Okay, now, I know you're thinking, oh, is that, as, is that as crazy as we get? Is that yeah, the is end that, of it? Is that, yeah. in, in, oh, is the president of the United States kind of a bad metaphor here? No, because it turns out that our current sitting president is the reincarnation of Ankenaten. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. Uh, what? Sorry, America, because there's on um, so, YouTube's and there's some pictures online that prove dude, it. Dude, it's on the internet. You yeah. have to believe it. Oh, man. So, apparently, the Oberma family was created in a lab oh. from Akhenaten's DNA, which they got from his preserved mummy. Oh, yeah. Or his box of bones and this is based on superimposing pictures of mr oberma on to statues that's how you prove anything dude of that's how it works you can prove anything with photoshop that's right now which is which is hard because i mean does that retroactively prove that akhenaten was also a reptile hmm because if it's the same DNA, it just opens know. up a whole new hornet's nest. <laughs> we know Obama's a reptile. We know this. <laughs> like I don't understand. I don't new understand. New idea. Yeah. Cleopatra, Queen Elizabeth the Second. Oh, dude. See, what I don't understand is like if you're crazy, like how does this forward your crazy goal? Um, I mean, I mean, if you're crazy to think that our president is just a normal guy trying to do the best job he can, because that's what that's what's crazy. What's sane? What makes sense? Is of course he was made in a government lab. I mean, Cobra did it with Serpentor, and honestly, it worked out for them. He was a better leader. Yeah, he had it. his throne flew. Yeah, he could he could fly into the the debate, sit down, and just immediately start speaking. Yeah, just rock. His podium was his vehicle. <laughs> in in a funny aside, I read an article this week about how um, the Marines, you know, like Marine One is the helicopter mm-hmm. that the president travels in. Um, to that flight wing was recently added uh, one of those vertical takeoff Ospreys. Hmm. Um, except for, owing to its, to say the very least, shaky uh, safety record, the president is never allowed to onboard. 
Well, I even have it. Yeah. But that's okay because the president's actually an immortal. He's made of pure light. He can shoot lasers out of his eyes. And they can just make another one if he does. Yeah, they've got like 16 of them. They also have um, pictures of his, uh, of Akhenaten's mother, Queen T, looking apparently like Michelle Obama. Yep. And then daughters of Akhenaten looking like Sasha and Malia. Yep. And there's also a cat that looks a lot like their dog. Bo. Yep. There's a cat that looks like Bo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we burdened you with all this data because next time you're now, now, well, you know, we've got, we're not that far out from another election. We're not that far out. Uh, midterms are coming up and we need to wonder who of them are clones of ancient leaders. Uh, the, the answer obviously is all of them. All of them. All of them. I mean, well, they're all just going to spray airborne Ebola over us so they can consolidate their power and we can get a one world government. They're going to move to DIA. Listen, I know I've said this the queen. before. I know I've said this before. Why on earth would it be a bad idea to have one world government? It just seems so much more efficient. Because if they say everybody in bed by 9 p.m. and no beer, then that's a problem. Okay, well, let me, let me, why can't our government be the one government? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, the I would, world would, wants spying on, on everybody. I would, I would, you know what, I would say any government, that has been in existence for 100 years is allowed to become the one world government. Even if it's a government I don't personally enjoy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pick one. Pick one that's not pick one's been in around league for with years. the devil, run by reptiles. Oh, well, you can't because that's all of them. <laughs> all secret Freemasons. <laughs> so, so there you go. That's the top of the ladder uh, of oh, for for um, Akhenaten myths. It's beautiful. It's magnificent. Why? Why? What? What's the point of? I I don't like using that as an argument. Like, why would you do this? Because there are reasons that can be yeah. shot down. But seriously, is the point to infiltrate a powerful world government? Because the president doesn't have much power. Right. That's the really. thing. It doesn't. You know, I, I read a book recently that was uh, really, really fun. It was it was called uh, Agent to the Stars um, by uh, one of my, my favorite authors, John Scalzi. And it's, you know, it's a silly book. It's about that aliens come to the planet and they hire this guy who's a, a Hollywood agent. And his job is to facilitate their the planet's introduction to aliens so that mm. no one freaks out. And it, it actually explains this in kind of a, a weirdly accurate way you know again it's a movie about an it's a book about an alien who hires a hollywood agent so yeah be with me but the the alien explains like well the 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 agent says why on earth would you contact me and he's like well where would you start he's like you know you don't have a centralized planetary government there's no one place for us to go to and he's like you know like take the u.s it's kind of one of the best countries but not really and even even if we decided that the U.S. was the best country, that they were like they were the 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 best voice to start with, what do we go to your president? Does he really run your country? Not really. You know, he can't just say something and it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, they could go the Coke Brothers. That's right. <laughs> so he said, but he's like, but the one thing that the entire planet really agrees on is the Hollywood is Hollywood entertainment. That's the one thing. That the yeah. one product that every country buys and everyone enjoys and consumes. So 
this is the route we're taking hmm. Hollywood. It's this is Hollywood entertainment is the thing that everyone agrees on the most. It's, it's the most effective means. So I don't know. I just thought that was it's a, interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's smart too. That's John Scalzi. It's a great guy. Good writer. Chicago guy. Wow. Yep. He was at this past comic con, I think. Yeah, he was. Anyway. Yeah, he was. So that's Akhenaten for you yeah. in a uh, An ancient nutshell. Ancient, misshapen uh, nutshell. Big burthen hips. That's right. Elongated nutshell. Oh, man. You know what's rattling around in my nutshell? <laughs> I don't want to know. Puns! Oh, boy! Oh, mm-hmm. goodness, goodness. That's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this off with a bunt. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm going straight for it. Uh, one of the th- you're gonna tr- you're gonna play for speed on this one. Oh man, I'm going fast and loose here. I've written nothing down. I'm just just top of my head, y'all. Ankenaten actually uh, one of the things that made him very well known throughout North Africa and the Middle East is his uh, his musical acumen. And he wrote a song that, although it, I mean it was in his native language, it was not understood by anyone. But it didn't seem to in, uh, impact its popularity at all. It was called Amarna Style. Ding, 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 ding. And he did a little horsey dance. Opa Amarna Style. It's a camel dance, dude. <laughs> mean and no. Monina nana no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Top of my head, y'all. I'm just going fast and loose. All right. All right. I see. I see what you did there. I have an ancient dentist uh-huh. that you can go to. Teeth are getting worn down by the sand and everything. You need to see a dentist for this. Well, you you could go to Nefertiti. <laughs> that, would that be the dentist who pulls your teeth? Because it's like, well, what if it was Nefertiti? Nefertiti. Nefertiti. All right, all right. I got I got another one, and I don't even care. I love that I'm recycling this pun. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't care at all. Oh, okay. You hear me, listeners? What I do, I do without remorse. <laughs> this this van's Anka rocking. Don't come Anka knocking. <laughs> Bumper stickers. <laughs> yeah, I well, did it. Yeah. I did it. You sure did, didn't you? <laughs> do you know? Did you know? Uh, I'm going for bonus here. Oh? I'm not even waiting for your turn. <laughs> Wait for, wait for my turn, okay, okay, maybe yeah. I'll have a bonus. Okay, yeah, you, you go. You go, tough guy. Then I'm going to hit you with a product. Okay. Uh, it's finally woven tees for when you're out in the sun a lot. Oh, yeah, which, you know, you know people you, were. You need, uh, you need some good uh, t-shirts when you're, when yeah. you're uh, baking in the desert sun. Uh, so just make sure they're made from 100% Aka cotton. Oh. Nefer t-shirts? Nefer t Tea. Never tea teas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's here's a really crappy one. Ankhenaten uh, was not the first uh, member of his family to enter the music industry. He wasn't. No. His father was actually known as the uh, Amun Hot Stepper. <laughs> Turn it up. They call me cool mama. Still loving like that. Everyone remembers that. Eni Camus from back in the day. I like how you replace the word no one with everyone in that sentence. <laughs> oh, come on, Eni Camus. Someone someone please send us an email that says I get Eni Camus. I get it. I, I remember the hot stepper. I'll I'll back that one yeah, up. Please. Please just one person. <laughs> so I'm not by myself. 
All right, here's your bonus. Okay, here's your bonus. <laughs> Put it in your ears. There's a place that you can go for uh, knitting supplies. Oh, thank God. Out there in, in by the, the old Nile. It's called Ayarna. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you hide behind that microphone for that one. Uh, right, like like I was like crushing it. Like I was really bringing the heat. God. I'm a war criminal. I say it every time. But you, it's you know what true. you did by recycling that? You're setting up a tradition. Uh, tradition. tradition. Egyptian tradition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A tradish pun? Tradish pun. Oh. That was a good pun, David Flora. <laughs> but it was no good joke either. <laughs> Pun make a pun make a make me a pun. <laughs> oh man! Oh great! Wait a minute, is that a is that a is that a camel on the dunes? My God, no! Have you been, seen that? Do you see that t- camel? We've been out stuck in this podcast for so long. I, I don't it's, think it's a mirage. I can't I, I believe it. I don't think you. it is, dude. And wait, there's two. What? No, no. there's more. It's a, wait, it's a it's a caravan. Those what are, are they? Camels. What are they? They're listener mail! It's a listener mail explosion! Oh my god. It's, yeah, it's, it's listener mail gageddon. It's, <laughs> this is huge. We're, we're really on a heater for listener mail these we, days. We are. We asked for it, we received it, and we are loving it. Oh, man. The only thing hotter than the ambient temperature in the city of Chicago is the, the friction of mail on mail action. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I see what that, you did. That was delightful. I didn't think that's where it was going to end up, and it, then it and did. it did. In homophone town. Yeah. Don't be homophonic. Oh, Yeah. All right, uh, let's start out this uh, mail explosion uh, with another email from our friend Taper. Yeah. Hey, Taper says uh, about our uh, voodoo episode when we mentioned Veves and the possible parallels to the Tibetan mandalas, that there are some other uh, interesting traditions of sand and powder paintings. Natives of the U.S. Southwest, particularly the Navajo, use sand painting in physical and spiritual healing rituals. Which are also beautiful. Nice. The colors in them can come from uh, crushed gypsum, charcoal, yellow ochre, cornmeal, flower pollens. That's that's doing it organic. (laughs) There's said to be uh, between 600 and 1,000 different traditional designs, each one a living spiritual being. Nice. Wow. Once the ritual is completed, the painting is considered toxic as it's absorbed the malady... I guess that they're healing, and uh, it's destroyed. The whole process must take place in a 12-hour period from creation to destruction. That is a thing to learn. Yeah. What I a lo- hell of a thing to learn. Well done. Taper says you can sometimes see them in photographs or, or produced for sale, except that you uh, actually can't because any sand painting done outside of the specific ritual context will have deliberate errors introduced like reversed colors or mirroring certain aspects well then you'd also be taking home something if you got a, a, a real one it would be you'd be taking home something toxic right right yeah those things um like horrible horrible improv they, they <laughs> happen and then they disappear yeah and no one talks how, about it again. that's how it has to be 
Uh, a good improv happens that way too. So I true, guess, true. Whatever. That's great. And then he says, as for Japan and the, the Zen gardens, there's a Japanese art form called bonseki or tray pictures, which are pictures or landscapes created by arranging sand or small rocks on a black lacquered tray. This may be uh, sort of what I was mentioning in, yeah. in that. And they, 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 I mean, they, we jack it all up, but yeah, sometimes they call those like executive bonsai gardens where it's like a little Ugh, tiny garden from yeah. your desk or something that, and you know what? It's the least relaxing thing because even if you like took all the time to get it set, some jag bag's going to come into your office, try to talk to you and grab the tiny little wooden rake and like, you know. And then it just causes more stress right, than it alleviates. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't have high rise culture when they came up with that. They, it was a better time then. But uh, but Tabor says that's theorized to be a connection to the Tibetan mandalas. So what a what a great bag of knowledge that you just dumped over our heads. Oh my gosh! It's, a, it's like we won a football game. Yeah. Of of knowledge. Yeah. And oh then, my god! Look out for it behind oh, you! Oh, he's got the Gatorade on the pun. You guys. Oh, he got Taper, you. Taper hits us with a this pun. There's the traditional Jewish pattern to be drawn in flour or cornmeal on the floor during times of acute personal tragedy. The oy vey vey. Oh, that is a absolutely <laughs> magnificent pun. Thank you. Oy vey vey. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank you, Taper. Thank you for writing in. What else we got in, in the old uh, TNT pouch? Oh, man. Much like the, uh, the tombs of ancient Egyptian kings and pharaohs, there are words, there are, there are names scrawled on ancient tomes that were once so vibrant and then something happens, a tomb is discovered, and it, it rears back to life, much like a mummy from the days of old. And I bring you the revenge of Greg Bach. Oh, no. That's right. Someone deter, uh, disturbed the seals on his uh, eternal slumber. Choking and now... out every last laugh <laughs> from the puns. Exactly. And he returns to reap the pun whirlwind. Don't bring cats. <laughs> yeah he hates cats he is he's on he's on fire should we should we uh, uh rapid fire these in succession oh yeah yeah okay all right here we go there's a new david bowie record coming out and it's a concept album where the songs are connected through a distant voice reading off code it's called numbers station to station uh great also adds that the number stations he felt were way creepier than the evp clip i i probably true he was an evp hater though wait is he talking about the one that we actually had yeah. ended up sending him? Yeah, he was not. Greg. He was not impressed, Come dude. On, no, Greg. Greg is a pragmatic dude. He's 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 made a sterner stuff but, than us. But he's way tougher than we are. Open your heart a little bit. All right, uh, all right, great. Uh, he also hits us with a product. Says there's a Czech snack that's uh, delicious and helps with your digestive system. Try Baba Yogurt. Baba Yogurt. <laughs> Taste the Slavic culture. <laughs> oh, uh, double. That's that's like quack quack. Oh yeah. Pow pow. How about this one? When you hear some sexy sounds coming out of the South American jungle, it's okay, baby. That's just some cryptids. Tiwa knocking boots. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ah, ah. Great. Ting ting uh, all the bing bang. Awesome. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. And uh, I'm glad the train line is, is back up and running and, and roaring through the town. Yeah, which uh, reminds me, while we're on the subject of uh, of Greg Bach, he is uh, the proud co-proprietor of the uh, Uniform Snowflakes podcast with the very talented Kate Parker. True. And uh, they've got, uh, they got, was it, it's like a, a guest this week, was it like a, a former male uh, stripper mm-hmm. who's trying to just get people's lives back together through his yo-yo tricks? That's, that- that's right. Nice. What, got, a, got his own show on uh, UPN. 
It's called walking the dog. <laughs> Around the world. Cats in the cradle. Uh, <laughs> yo-yo terms. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got you, Flora. They got you. Uh, I was. I was on uh, uh, Uniform Snowflakes talking about all kinds of weird stuff. Oh, man. Uh, and it was great. I appreciate them having me on. And uh, if, you're, uh, if you're bored, go listen to them. Yeah. If you're not bored, if you have go other to do put it off and listen yeah. to them talk to uh to our uh, to our very beloved david flora it's a great podcast and you will like it yeah uniform snowflakes awesome we also heard back from gray cat fancy feast <laughs> putting all the fancy and all of the feast eating it uh, out of that crystal goblet um with a grump face hey <laughs> hey uh thanks for writing back uh, gray cat hits us with a pun from our uh episode on yule I have a device to artificially inseminate female horses with donkey sperm. It's called a mule log. <laughs> yeah! Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> oh. At that point, it'd probably be... Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's magnificent. Oh, well done, Greg Cat. Ah, thanks for writing back. Keep on keeping on. I think that's. I think that does it for our, our explosion, our mill explosion. Yeah, yeah I guess that is. That's, that's, that's about uh, all we got, right? Oh my God! There's another explosion. Oh no! We're gonna oh, get <laughs> my ears. We're getting bobbed all over. This is awesome. Oh man, we we have so much uh, uh, Bob in our face. Oh, it's awesome. We couldn't be happier about it. I love uh, uh, everything we get from Bob ears. Is is like a personal gift that I enjoy. Now, uh, Bob kicks off with a fun fact. Oh, great. That uh, Bob and his elegant lady, Karen Sue, you know what they have for dinner every Friday night? Fish. Wrong. What? Steakums. And uh, it says, <laughs> as far as I can tell, neither of us have turned into a fleshy-headed mutant from the Forbidden Zone yet. Yeah. Um, now, I'm well, going to tell you something right now. Okay. Bob Mears, I love you. Because <laughs> radiation has made me an enemy of civilization. Bob Mears is quoting one of the finest comedies that has ever been created, Strange Brew. Highest of fives, Bob Mears. You are nice. a magnificent human being. Well done. Man. Uh, so, so Bob's a fan of, of Steakums. Uh, again, if they chose to sponsor us, I, I think we would uh, not be uh, displeased. No, not I would be mad. I, I got something else from Bob here for you, Dave. Oh, okay. All right. Bob's got a new uh, food joint. Oh, okay. And it's called... Dave Stecco's finger licking fried chicken, hot wicken voodoo doll sticking banjo picking steakum emporium. Bob and Karen Sue is going to be there once a week. <laughs> I tried to be quiet while you were reading it. I couldn't. <laughs> I will also be there once a week. I, I would have to if, as well. If not for the steakum, then definitely for the fried chicken, uh, voodoo voodoo doll sticking and banjo picking. But not and, the hot wicken? Oh, is, no, Are you saving no. that for me? Oh, I'm definitely there for the hot wicken. All right. <laughs> all right. Good all right. grief. Bob, Bob's like firing a Gatlin gun right now. Uh, did you know that word on the street is Nikola Tesla was working on an extremely powerful electrical assault rifle for the U.S. government around the time of his death? The military turned it down, though, because when it fired, uh, the rifle had too great of a Tesla recoil. Oh. Zero <laughs> Ouch. Uh, one more from Bob here to empty out the clip. Bob says the number station has finally been broken. The stations have been run by the Bob Ross Corporation all these years. <laughs> the one-time pads have number sequences on them that correspond to paint colors for certain paintings. 
The numbers let the owners of Bob Ross Paint by number kits know what color went into what areas of their painting. So in reality, they're not number stations at all. They're paint by number stations. Boom. Boom. Oh, oh, dude, no! You took us on a trip around the park, and then then we didn't even realize the boom. Yeah, uh, amazing. Well done. Thank you for coming back and coming back hot. Oh man! And then then it's just all happy little trees. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, there's, no, there's no mistakes. Just happy accidents. <laughs> oh man, that was rich and delicious. Yeah. I don't know if I can uh, get much more of that in me. Yeah, yeah, I'm full. I'm full up. Oh, you guys got some jobs to do. Oh, don't you? Seriously, you got to build pyramids uh, of of power for us. You, I, we, you know, Flora's gonna hate this, but I'm saying, do not like us on Facebook. Do not subscribe to us on YouTube. Do not even write a review on iTunes for us. Just send an email that says you remember Eni Camus <laughs> and the Hot Stepper. I thought you were doing reverse psychology. I didn't know no. you had these horrid oh, I meant it. ulterior motives. Us, us selling everything out just so that someone can stay. They say they remember the hot stepper. I'm sure, Flora, you have a different perspective. Well, you could follow us on Twitter at uh, blurry underscore photos. Nope. Unless you tweet us about Eni Camus. Yeah, do that. Tweet us. Yeah. Tweet us there. That, that'll be fun. Yes, we don't die. Yes, we multiply. Anyone left will hear the fat lady sing. I I miss this part of, a, of of pop culture. Please um Twitter us at blurry underscore photos and say that you 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 too are the hot stepper. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just uh, tell your friends. Yeah, do do whatever. I mean, I'm not the boss of you. And if they don't uh if they don't have any of this stuff, then show them how to get to us where it doesn't involve being on the grid or ucking with their lives. Yeah, you know what? Like this is this is something I've had to do for uh, some of my uh, my family, whom are terrific people. Like it's not a hard thing to do at a bar is just to be like, dude, just just give me your phone, yeah. and it takes like two seconds to like set their little iTunes. I mean the the little podcast thing, the purple icon to get it. Dialed into us, and you can you can say it's really complex. Yeah. Take the rest of the time. Go through their photos. Send some weird texts from their phone to other people. Get that's, them in trouble. That's a fun game. Yeah, I mean, make it sure it's valuable to you as well. You're not just doing this for us. Crush their candy for them. Oh yeah, buy things from microtransaction games. Really put them into debt, <laughs> and then be like, hey, sorry about that, but how about that podcast? Am I right? <laughs> So there, there's but you got there's a lot of donuts on the Simpsons. Oh yeah, there you go. So anyway, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I am David Ancasteco, and I'm David Nefloratiti. Oh, nice. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Does that works. mean we're gonna make out or something? Sister, brother, father, mother, daughter, son. It it didn't matter to them. That's so. true. And so it doesn't matter to me. Get over here, you sweet piece of <laughs> ours. Oh, bye. Ha <laughs> ha